Hello everyone, I'm Julia. And I'm Megan. And welcome back to our podcast. Yeah, wow, we were just saying welcome back. That's so crazy. So exciting. Yes. So today we're going to dive into chapter two. Um, And yeah, so this episode will be focusing on chapter two and I hope it's going to be enough. We don't really know. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So should we just dive? Do you have any thoughts? Oh, oh yes. I was just thinking... um, as I was reading this, I I often like mix up, even though I've read this so many times, I don't always remember like what order things go in. Oh, interesting. I mean, I remember the general order, but by looking at the title of the chapter, I don't know what chapter it is <laughs> until stuff starts happening. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, I know what's happening now. So as I was reading, I was just thinking like, wow, this is a really exciting chapter where like we find out so much important information. And I was just really excited for Julia to discover it all. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of information. It was. <laughs> yeah, we were just mentioning that. Like, you told me that chapter two is actually, like, very significant. It is. Well, I think so. For me, it was just, like, lots of textbook information. So I'm excited for yeah. that to be relevant. <laughs> yes. It, it sounds like a lot to remember, but, like, certain aspects of it keep coming back. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Also, I just saw, is your bookmark, like, a bunch of bees' knees? It is. <laughs> For those listening, you can't see what I'm seeing. We both got copies of our books in front of us. So if you hear page flipping, that's why. Um, may- <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> I think it's the ice in your water glass. That's so crazy. It's gurgling. Anyways. Anywho. Um, yeah, in front of us are our books and... Megs has her bookmark, obviously. Yeah. And it's it says the bee's knees on it, and it's a bunch of pictures of bee's knees. It is, yeah. I drew it the other day because <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious. That is really funny. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, I should have a bookmark that says the cat's meow, but you can't really draw a cat's meow. I'll find a way. Find a way. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, <laughs> chapter two. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I began reading chapter two, mm-hmm. um, and it basically begins by saying, like, Frodo kind of took over where Bilbo left off. Pretty much. Um, and now he's kind of known as Mad Beggins. He is. Yeah, and he's become uh, kind of a legend among, well, I guess Bilbo has become a young legend among the hobbits. Yes. Because um, Bilbo's disappearance was discussed for, like, a really long time past even the events of the book, which, it, like, the, this reading of this kind of felt like the book ended. It did. Sorry? I was just going to say, it's almost like the official ending of The Hobbit. Yeah. It just, like, wraps up any loose ends and, like, smoothly moves on to Frodo's journey. That's so interesting. Yeah, I just, I was reading it and I was like, oh, like, I'm done. That was it. I'm done with Lord of the Rings. The podcast's over. Because (laughs) it just kept saying, like... Yeah, Bilbo, it was discussed a long time after the events of the book, and, like, yeah. everyone was happy, the end, and I'm like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have never actually thought of it that way. Really? No. Just like, oh, this is just the beginning of a new adventure. I guess you must have read, like, The Hobbit and then immediately dove into The Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, that that was the way I did that, mm-hmm. so. Whereas for me, it's been, like, I think six or seven years since I read The Hobbit. True. It's been more recent for me because I read it for my brother. Right. Um, I think either after or before Narnia. I don't even remember. <laughs> All of your Lord of the Rings memories are just melding together. They really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so it says that Bilbo has, he's always been rather cracked, which I love the phrase of that. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it says, okay, this was cool. I think last episode I mentioned um, how I love how things are capitalized when they shouldn't be. Like right. the hill or the river, both with a capital H and R. Yeah. So it said that Bilbo disappeared into the blue and blue is capitalized. No way. Yeah. It's, I just think it's the cutest thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically Frodo settled down, um, into Bilbo's oddity, it says. Yes. Um, he refused to acknowledge Bilbo's death, um, and he continued to celebrate his birthday year after year, Mm -hmm. um, and he, like, creepily wandered past the hills and into the woods, um, (laughs) suspected of visiting elves. Um, I just, I actually, for some reason, like, the, the gap between me finishing chapter one and chapter two, I almost, like, started believing that Bilbo died. Really? Yeah, I totally forgot that he just disappeared. Interesting. Yeah, because I guess you don't really know what became of him. No. Do we ever find out? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I know that look, Megan. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I know what became of him. Let's just say that. Oh, interesting. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, so Frodo lived alone, um, but he had many friends. And it mentions some of them, and I'm going to continue mentioning all of these these weird characters. <laughs> There's Falco, Fredegar, or Fredegar, I don't really know. Wait, how's that spelled? Fredegar? I just say Fredger. Fredger? Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well, hopefully it doesn't come I up. I mean, there's an E mm-hmm. after the D. Mm-hmm. It's Tolkien. Like It's true. He can got, do whatever he wants. He, that's very true. Yeah. And then there okay, this was cool. So there they obviously mentioned Mary uh, last chapter. Yes. And then they mentioned Peregrine. Like his name nickname is Pippin though. Yeah. And I know that. I you heard do. that. <laughs> I know that Mary and Pippin are like I think they're significant. I think they appear <laughs> later on. We'll see. Okay. For some reason they stick out to me. All right. Um and then as uh Frodo approached 50 and it describes it as his sober age. Yes. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's the coming of age of a hobbit. Oh, that, I think that's 33. Oh, wait, no, that is 33. You're right. <laughs> but 50 is significant, too. Yeah, I think 50 is when he starts to, like, you know, decline and yeah. like, not being so active. Um, so people began to notice that he didn't age, which mm-hmm. is just like Bilbo. Uh, and so at this point, it's been quite a long time without Bilbo. Um, and <laughs> I think, yeah, the... At this point in my notes, I wrote that, like, the aging thing, I suspect it's something to do with the ring, which we do find out later that it is. It's true. But I felt so smart when I was, like, reading it. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely something to do with the ring. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Frodo began to feel restless and regret that he didn't go with Bilbo, which, that's strange, right? Because hobbits are supposed to be very... Yeah. Stick around and... If if there's ever a hobbit that is restless like that, or, Mm. like, thinks, even considers going on a... an adventure and leaving the comforts of their home, that's bizarre. Oh. That's, I think, the fact that he wanders around and, like, talks to elves. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's cracking. He's cracking. That's, that's not normal. He's that is odd. not normal hobbit behavior. Oh, poor Frodo. <laughs> no. So there's no news of Gandalf, uh, but strange things have begun to be happening. Mm-hmm. So elves have passed through the woods in the evenings and dwarves from far countries walk like in unusual numbers. Yeah. Uh, and there's a mention of the enemy slash like the land of Mordor. Uh, and like hobbits knew of the land of Mordor from like legends and stuff. Yeah. So creepy. Very it's creepy. Only in the very background though. 
Hobbits don't really know anything about the surrounding countries or anything really, really? about the world, except for like the very big stuff that reaches them. Okay. Because there's one point, I believe, in this chapter where, yeah, I wrote in my notes here, hobbits are super oblivious to the world around them. In their maps, everything around the Shire is mostly blank. Oh, really? They don't have anything else like charted down. What? Yeah, I guess they, they really try to, like, only live in peace and, like, not... Yeah. They're just... They're happy and content in their own selves. Yeah, they don't need anything else. They they just go on living. Oh, that's cute. I, like... I would... I like to think that maybe I would want to be a hobbit after hearing them described last chapter. Yeah. Or, like, in the, the prologue section. Um, but I like adventures, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't make a natural hobbit. Oh, really? You'd be cracking. I'd be cracking? Or cracked. Oh, I, that's a compliment. Thank you. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I think, yeah, when we get to know the other, like, species, is, is that right to call them? The races? I guess. But I wouldn't really call it that. No. I don't know. That seems odd to me. But, yeah, I guess the other races. That's weird. Okay, when we get to know, like, dwarves and elves and hobbits and stuff, yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of see where we fit in. It's true. I guess you would know where you fit in, but... I mean, I have some guesses. I feel like... I feel like we'd both be elves. Oh, wow. Look at us. Yeah. I just, the only elf I know is, I think there was, in the Hobbit movie, because I've seen the second Hobbit movie, right. and none of the others, there's uh, the one female elf that fell in love with, I think, Keely, who, oh. I know in the books, she doesn't fall in love with Keely, but in the movies, yeah. she does. I have no recollection of either. Really? I don't even know who Keely is. Oh, really? For some reason, he was my favorite dwarf. In the Hobbit movie. Oh, he's a dwarf. Oh, oh yeah, he's an dwarf. elf. No, um, maybe I said that wrong, but... Whatever. Yep. <laughs> now that I realize he's a dwarf, yes, I vaguely remember him. I just remember, like, elves were always idolized for being, like, models. <laughs> so if you're saying we're elves... They're, they're really know. not. But <laughs> no. they, they, I think they look model-like, but, mm. but that's not really their role. <laughs> like, they're actually important. Oh, no. I, I feel like I just offended any potential models in the world. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Orlando Bloom is an elf, so we kind of just make the jump like that he's a model. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, so later in chapter two, it mm-hmm. mentions an evil power of Mirkwood, which I believe Mirkwood is like the spider place from The Hobbit. I think. I think that's right. Yeah, traumatizing. But it's not just a place for spiders. Oh, there's more to it. Yeah. Do we discover it? It doesn't come to play in this book, but oh. elves live there. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this evil power of Mirkwood, he'd been driven by the White Council, so mm-hmm. we don't really know much about that. Nope. Um, but then he repe- the enemy reappeared in great strength, uh, and the Dark Tower has been rebuilt. So yes. Interesting. Um, I am noting it's called the Dark Tower, and there's a book called The Two Towers. So, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, And so there's lots of wars and growing fear. Um, Orcs are multiplying. Uh, They're no longer dull. (laughs) No, and that's scary. That is scary. Uh, And there's some no-named terrible creatures. So, there we are. Uh, And then it jumps to Sam Gamgee talking at the Green Dragon to Ted Sandyman. Yes. <laughs> Which I remember noting last episode uh, that there was another, like, uh, Sandyman Sr. Right. And I think he was the crabby one. 
He was, and he was talking to Sam's father, oh, the gaffer. Wow, it's a small world. It's a it small shire. A small, it is a very small shire. <laughs> uh, so Ted does not believe in the rumors and the talks of dangers or new creatures. But exactly. yeah, but Sam is uh, defending Mr. Frodo. Yes. Um, and saying that he's not crazy and like these things are happening. Yeah. Uh, and then they refer to Frodo as Mr. Baggins. Which is crazy to me because I guess that makes sense because he's 50. Yeah. But I just picture Elijah Wood <laughs> and he's like this little child boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's weird thinking of him as Mr. Baggins. Yeah. I, that name never really seemed to fit him. I hope it doesn't stick. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a big spoiler about the books, whether he's called Mr. Not Baggins. Not really, but. <laughs> uh, and then Gandalf came at this time. So, previously, he came after three years from the party, like, very briefly. Yes. Um, He appeared fairly often in the next year or two, and then he disappeared over nine years and never appeared since then. Uh, And he has never revealed anything about his own journeys or business. No. He's very mysterious. Very mysterious. He's creepy. I don't like Gandalf. This is why I like him better than Dumbledore. Oh. Because Dumbledore just says everything, and he's this, well, he's fun. He's, like, this fun little bubbly... He's wizard dude. Mm-hmm. Until later in the series, but... It's true. Yeah. But but Gandalf, you never get to know enough about him where you feel like you truly, fully, deeply know him. Oh, I feel like that's going to frustrate me. It might. <laughs> I feel like he has the potential to be my favorite character, but... He could easily... He has some of the best lines in the books. Oh, I'm excited. I From the lines we've heard of him so far, it's very, like, grad quote. Like, he is very quotable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so Frodo and Gandalf sat in his study in si- like in Frodo's study in silence. Um, Gandalf was smoking like he did nearly eighty years before with Bilbo, which yeah. is very cute. It is cute. Uh, and they talk of the rings. They mention that it's very powerful. Uh, it's overcoming, and it will possess any mortal. Like it's very possessive. Yes. Uh, and then we get into the history. So long ago, many elven rings were made. Uh, they were great rings or rings of power. Yes. Um, and. The immortal who has one does not die or obtain life. He just kind of continues. Yeah. Until he fades, which is, oh, and then I quoted, um, the dark power will devour him. Yeah. That's, wow. It's intense. Why would they make that? (laughs) It's like next level Hobbit. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Like, I I love jewelry, but like that does not seem worth it to me. (laughs) No. Like, would you want to live forever? Like, is that... No, absolutely not. No. Like, I think we had... Did you ever have... Um, I don't want to mention her name on here, but our science teacher at school. There's yes. a female science teacher. And she always had these, like, crazy questions uh, in the beginning. Yes. Of class. For, like, attendance question style. Right. And one of them was, like, would you want to be, like, immortal or, like, live forever? Yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. I, I mention it. I would not. No, that would be the worst. Yeah. I feel like I'm fine with living like 80 years, calling yeah. it a day. Yeah, it would be hard to just like slowly lose everyone you know and then just yeah. go on existing. Like, what do you do? Like, I would get so bored. Yeah. Like, do you go out and like make new friends and family just to like Watch say them goodbye to them? Oh, that'd be so <laughs> rough. So tragic. Yeah. I wonder how long Bilbo would have lived if he just like kept the ring. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, And so, basically, Bilbo didn't know anything about the ring. Uh, Gandalf had only just begun to guess. Yes. 
Uh, and there are mentions of Saruman the White, which, you know, White Council. Don't really know how that relates mm-hmm. yet. Um, but it says Saruman the White is among the wise, and he's the chief of Gandalf's order and head of the council. So I'm assuming that's the White Council. Yes. Um, and he has long studied ring lore. Uh, and Gandalf mentions he's the only one who studies hobbit lore. And he, he describes <laughs> hobbits as soft as butter, tough as old tree roots. It's, it's quite accurate, I would say. <laughs> soft as butter. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like, if you think about Bilbo, like, at the beginning of his journey, he was complaining about forgetting his handkerchief. That's true. He did go through quite a big character change. Yeah. But then at the end, he was, like, this tough little hobbit that, like... Mm-hmm. Definitely like, not... Ho- yeah. You wouldn't think that he's, like, a hobbit anymore, other than no. looks. <laughs> so, I want to start <laughs> describing people as soft as butter. It's great. <laughs> uh, but the Dark Power became aware of hobbits, and... Gandalf kind of suspects that he might try and overtake and enslave them. Uh, and then he says, you do not know the real peril yet, but you shall. Yeah. Which, ooh, major for- foreshadowing. Like, yeah. I'm getting spooked. This is, this is real scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Gandalf asked for the ring from Frodo, just for a moment. Uh, but Frodo felt a heaviness and a reluctance to give it to him. Yes. So it's like already given power, like taking power from him. Yeah, and he's hardly even worn it. Yeah, and he's so... only had it for like 20 years? Yeah. 20 years. And that... it's only just been hanging from his neck or like, or his belt, I think, at this, like yeah. just from his belt in his pocket from a chain. Yeah, because I don't think there's any mention of him actually using it, so. No, and it's it's just been with him and it's already growing with him, so I think... That helps us understand why Bilbo was so bizarre about giving the ring away before. Because it almost makes you feel like, oh, he's not our Bilbo anymore. Oh, that... Wow, I wish I read The Hobbit before this. Like, (laughs) to see the change. Yeah. But now that you understand how the ring has power over people, Mm -hmm. then you can see why he reacted that way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it almost... It makes it almost kind of fair him to react that way yeah but also like oh the dark spirits are yeah takes me over (laughs) um but the ring itself there's no signs of markings or wear uh and Gandalf even like threw it into the fire and uh like it was dark and silent but the ring wasn't affected at all it was still cold when they took it out yeah and there was like nothing on there except we'll get to that later yeah but um yeah so they Gandalf um shut all the shutters and it was all dark and quiet uh, yes. And there was no sound except for the clack of Sham's, or Sam's, she- she- I can't say this. <laughs> there was no sound except for the clack of Sam's shears, which I wanted to mention. Yes. So last episode, uh, they described the dragon firework as like, I think louder than a, a steam engine or something like that. Yeah. And we talked about like, do steam engines or like trains exist in this world? And we came right. to the cl- conclusion that it didn't. Yes. So it says... That Sam was shearing the gla- the grass, so he was like clipping it with his yeah. hands, which means that there's no lawn mowers. No. So maybe like there's no train. No. But that makes me question the narrator. How does the narrator know what trains are? I think because he's explaining, he's got like the omniscient point of view, mm-hmm. so he knows what's in everyone else's minds, but he's trying to portray everything in a way that we understand. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, that would make sense for, like, the 40s when it was written. Yeah. But I just like the idea of, like, Sam just lawn mowing outside. 
That would be fun, honestly. It would take forever, but I think that would be more relaxing than mowing the lawn. Oh, like shearing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, actually, when I was a kid, my grandparents had, like, kid garden scissors. Yeah. And I thought, I thought it was fun if I just took the scissors and, like, sheared a corner of their lawn. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I'm such a, I was an odd child. <laughs> uh, my job at home is mowing the lawn. Oh, really? With the lawnmower. Wow. So I think it would just be so much more fun to just take little shears. It would take way longer. Oh, but yeah. It wouldn't be as like, I mean, I was going to say it's not as hard of a job, but it <laughs> might be more so in some ways. Yeah, you're just, like, hunched over on the ground, like, clipping the grass. Yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense why Sam was only, like, the Baggins gardener. Because right. it would take so long to manage that lawn. That makes sense. I wonder, does everybody have a personal gardener? But I feel like yeah. the Shire's not doesn't have that many hobbits to have personal gardeners. Maybe not. Although, what I wonder is, because they live in hobbit holes, does that mean he shears the roof, too? Because technically the <gasps> oh! roof is grass. That makes so much sense. I mean, yeah. they said that they started to build above ground as well. But yes. like, I mean, if Mr. or if like Frodo slash Mr. Baggins yeah. um, lived in a hobbit hole, I feel like lots of other people did too. Yeah. He has like the traditional like hobbit hole. Oh. Most people live in hobbit holes still, but there's mm-hmm. some buildings like, um, I think more like working type buildings yeah. that are above ground. I can't wait to see this in the movie. Right? Is it accurately depicted? I think so. The Lord of the Rings is way more accurate than The Hobbit. Okay. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Um, Yeah, back to the book. Um, Anyways. So Gandalf picked up the ring directly from the fire. Like, he just straight up, like, plucked it out of the fire. Yeah. Um, And it had some flowing elvish script along the the ring. Which is, that is so cool. So he says it's the language of Mordor. So Mordor keeps popping up, that word. So I'm excited to kind of know more about that. Uh, But Gandalf says that he won't speak it, which which is, you know, kind of like giving me Voldemort vibes. Voldemort vibes? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, But, okay, so on the ring, it says one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them. Terrifying. Real sketchy. Uh, But he says it's part of a bigger poem. Do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Oh, where is it? Right here. Ah. Three rings for the elven kings under the sky. Seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the dark lord on his dark throne in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them. In the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. Oh, that's so scary. It is. Like, I don't understand why they would have made all of these rings if they know that they're just, like, so possessive and dark. But they didn't know. They didn't know. Oh, they just wanted to have a little jewelry party where everyone matches and all of a sudden... I guess so. Yeah, it's like one of those, you know, Tupperware parties. But it's like <laughs> rings. It's very different, but I get, I get what you mean. <laughs> I hope our listeners know what Tupperware parties are. <laughs> I think they would. I don't know. Is that like a where we live kind of thing or is that a world thing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah you guys can let us know on that one because we're kind of curious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Frodo apparently has the master ring. Um, and then it says... He lost it many ages ago. Who is he? Mm -hmm. The enemy. Um, But he greatly desires it again. 
but he must not get it. So I'm assuming that he is Sauron. So yes. I've heard the term Sauron. I know there's an eyeball. I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Frodo asked, how did it get to me? And Gandalf says that it's a very long story. And I actually panicked because I'm like, what if he's going to tell us this really, really long story? And that's all these books are. That's what I feel like they are. <laughs> but no, like Gandalf says he's not going to like go into the full story, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like I would have just shut the book and said, okay, podcast over. We're done. I would not be okay with that. <laughs> You're not going to let me give up. I'm not. <laughs> So Gandalf tells of Sauron the Great, uh, also known as the Dark Lord, um, Mm -hmm. and he's risen again, and he's returned to the Dark Tower of Mordor. And again, I'm thinking Dark Tower, Two Towers, we'll see. Uh, And they keep mentioning the term shadows, which, you know, the chapter is called Shadow of the Past. It's true. So here we are. Roll credits. Yep. Um, He, so he, the enemy, requires the One Ring. Uh, so the elven three have been hidden. The seven dwarf rings, he has three of them, uh, but the others were consumed by dragons. Yes. <laughs> and he has the nine for mortal men. And then it says that the mortal men became ring wraiths or whatever. Yeah. What is that? You will find out more about those later on. Interesting. Yes. That it sounds so creepy. I did not expect... It actually is creepy. It is? It is. Wow. I did not expect these books to be so dark. They are. Ooh. (laughs) So Frodo is asking... (laughs) Excuse you. Just kidding. Frodo is asking all sorts of questions. So Gandalf kind of explains long history. Basically, the Elven Kings um, cut it from Sauron's hand. Um, and then Sauron was vanquished and his spirit fled and was hidden for long years until his shadow took shape again. So again, this straight up sounds like Voldemort. So I can see the connection there. Obviously, Tolkien was the, the original. So. He was. Yeah. Uh, and then the ring was lost in the dark pools of the Gladden fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, we kind of go over some more history. Again, I was panicking, yeah. but it doesn't, it's not too bad. We're okay. No. So... It says there was a family, um, an ancestor of the Stores, who we went over last episode, uh, that lived along the Great River, and there was a very curious mind named Smeagol. Yes. Which I remember that's Gollum. It is. Uh, uh, and he was fris- fishing with his friend Deagle. Yeah. So Deagle, that's <laughs> so funny, Deagle <laughs> found the ring in the lake, and Smeagol murdered him for it. Pretty much. He just wanted it for his birthday. Uh, and the ring took full possession of Smeagol, and he became very crooked and malicious. And they revealed that it is Gollum. So yeah. I'm very proud of myself for remembering that. Uh, and he was shunned, and he like journeyed and hid in the Misty Mountains. Yes. Uh, and so that explains why he's so gross and old. Yes. The ring just like made him live forever. Yeah. And you can see, like, based on the thing we were talking about earlier, about how it just has a hold on whoever it's owner i guess you could say mm-hmm. well it's more like the ring owns the person yeah definitely it, it would seem but like you could already see from that little like smeagle deagle thing going <laughs> on there that like it already did something mm. to smeagle where he was like yeah i need this yeah that's like the minute he saw the ring he's like this ha- like i need this right now yeah oh that's crazy uh and Yes, that's why he's so gross and old. 
Uh, and the ring is just like forcing him to continue on. Uh, yeah, so kind of like what you mentioned, it's crazy, like the ring decides when to move on and how to act. Like, yeah. it's so weird that it's like, it's alive. It basically is. It has a mind of its own. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> Uh, and so most of Gandalf's story about Smeagol that he's telling Frodo uh, is yeah. fact. Uh, some of it is speculation, but most of it Gandalf, like, in his journeys, he did a lot of research on this. He did. Uh, and they asked, like, when did he know about the ring's inscription? And I quoted this. He says, just now in this room, of course. <laughs> I just, know. <laughs> I want to live my life like that. Like, I love that. He's, I'm... He's, yeah. Of course, just in this room. Like, how could you not already have guessed that? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> uh, so Gandalf had visited Gollum very skillfully and extracted the story of his history. Uh, and Gollum was completely obsessed with getting at Bilbo and he eventually, like, ventured outside. Uh, and Gandalf searched for Gollum, getting help from Wood Elves and Aragorn. So Aragorn is the horse guy that I mentioned. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just find that really funny that you call him the horse guy. He's the horse guy. I know <laughs> something about that. He likes horses. And I know that he falls in love with an elf. There's an elf lady. I There's something... There is an elf lady. Yeah. So he is either in love with horses or an elf lady or both. I don't remember. <laughs> and they find Gollum. And he was... Like, Gollum was drawn to the lands of Mordor uh, because the enemy draws all that are wicked, and the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, so creepy. <clears throat> so I don't know which one is creepier, like the ring or Sauron, and I don't know if they're the same consciousness or two separate consciousness. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my prediction at this point yeah. is that, like, Frodo becomes possessed with the ring, and he's torn between Sauron and the Fellowship. Interesting. But, like, I, I don't understand how... This, or, like, the journey, can span over three books? That baffles me. I don't understand how all of those words can, like, are, like, a, a good, good, interesting story over three books. So, huh. I think he's going to be possessed. Okay. Um, and so, Gollum supposedly told Sauron everything. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Gandalf is so wise and lovely. Like, you're right, he has so many quotable things. I love Gandalf, especially that... Part where like Frodo's like, oh, Smeagol's so awful. Why yeah. didn't Bilbo kill him? Yeah. And then Gandalf's like, well, Bilbo pitied him, and I pity him. And like, yes, sometimes good people die and bad people go on living, but like, maybe Gollum will still have an important part to play hmm. in this journey. Oh, he's so lovely. I love him for saying that. Every time I read it, it makes my heart happy. Oh, <laughs> that is, would you say that Gandalf is your favorite or do you have a different favorite? I don't think I have a favorite. Really interesting. Yeah. Is there like, because you know how books always need to have like a character to root for? Right. Um, is there like that in the books or is it just like? Sort of. Like you just kind of root for the whole venture itself. Oh. That's, that's kind of the thing you're going for. Although you do like love the characters and you want them to succeed, but it's like, you can see their desperation mm. for their end goal. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of root for that with them. Oh, so you're like, instead of having a favorite character, you just collectively love everybody. Pretty much, yeah. That's adorable. I cannot wait <laughs> to be like attached to these people. Oh. Uh, so Frodo wishes to destroy the ring. 
Um, Gandalf laughs and says, like, try. (laughs) And so Frodo puts it back in his pocket. (laughs) Like, he doesn't... Like, it's already taking a hold of him. It is. Uh, And so no fire can destroy it. No dragon is strong enough. Um, And there's only one way, which is to cast the ring into the cracks of doom in Orodruin? 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 That's what I say. Oh, Orodruin? Yes. Okay. I don't know if that's right. It's Tolkien. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which is the fire mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Frodo wants it destroyed, but he doesn't think that he's capable himself. Yes. Uh, he tells Gandalf to do it, basically. <laughs> Gandalf tells him to use his strength and heart and wits. And then, yeah. and then Frodo says, but I have so little of any of these, <laughs> which I relate to very much. Yeah, I love how humble hobbits are. Yeah, they're like... We know that we are pathetic little creatures who literally do nothing. We're soft as butter. We are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I feel like you say that I'm not a hobbit. I feel like in my soul I might be. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> uh, and so Gandalf says that he cannot possess the ring. It would overtake him and he knows it. Like he knows that he's weak. Yeah. And he leaves the decision up to Frodo, uh, which is so interesting. Like, I'm wondering why specifically Frodo? Like, why does it have yeah. to be Frodo? I think Gandalf has a lot of faith in hobbits, mm-hmm. especially because of what he's seen from Bilbo. Yeah, like, why did he trust Bilbo to begin with? I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like if Gandalf studied hobbits, he should know that this isn't what they're supposed to do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> So Gandalf says that it's up to Frodo for this decision, uh, and he waits a few moments, and then he asks if Frodo has made a decision. Like, yeah, it's wild. It is. I I wonder if partly Gandalf is just like, let's test this out. Let's see mm-hmm. what hobbits are like. Yeah, let's see what they're truly made of. Even though this is like a very important like world changing life changing life changing event yeah <laughs> it's you know basically you're committing your whole life to like this journey and the venture of destroying the ring yeah he's just like oh, okay it's up to you yeah he's putting <laughs> the fate of the world in the hands of one singular hobbit yeah at this moment in time man and i'm such a bad decision maker me like, too yeah <laughs> if you like turned to me and said like julia do you want to go on this life-changing journey with me? And then you're, like, you're quiet. And you're like, have you made a decision? I would, like, panic and die. <laughs> panic and die? I would! <laughs> like, when people ask me, do you want hot chocolate or tea? I cannot make the decision. Yeah. I relate to that. <laughs> yeah, we've had moments together where we just, like, sit. And we just, like, stew in what are, like, what decision are we going to make? Because yeah. she's not going to make it and I'm not going to make it. No, because we won't both want the other person to pick the decision <laughs> because it's what they want that matters. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, so Frodo says he doesn't want to personally destroy the ring, but he knows that he, like, has to leave with it in order to protect the Shire. Yes. Which, yeah, he cares for the Shire, Though he says that he thinks the people are dull and stupid and sometimes believes that an earthquake or a dragon invasion would be good for them. I love that. I love Frodo. (laughs) He's great. He's so good. (laughs) Um, But he does have a secret desire to pursue adventure just like Bilbo did. So, yeah. You know, I'm starting to think that he's going to accept the adventure. Yeah. Uh, And so Gandalf gave him a new name. So instead of Mr. Baggins, he calls him Mr. Underhill. 
Again, it's so weird to hear him as Mr. because I picture Elijah Wood. Right. Um, and then Gandalf, I literally laughed out loud at this point. Gandalf yeah. suddenly seized Sam from outside the window. He just like reached out the window and like picked up Sam. Pretty much. Which is funnier when you think that Gandalf is a wizard, so he's like tall. Yeah. And then Sam is like, it says three to four feet. So he just like heaves this child like up the window. <laughs> this curly haired child. <laughs> With like little uh, gardening shears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because yeah, Sam was eavesdropping. So Sam reveals that he heard mostly all of it, <laughs> but he mm-hmm. doesn't understand it. Um, but he wants to come see elves. Yes. I love that. That is his sole motivation. Yes. And he even says like, please, Mr. Frodo, let me see elves. Yeah. It's so cute. It's adorable. I said this all last episode, but everything is so cute to me. Yes. That moment where Gandalf pulls him through the window, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite Gandalf moments. Really? It is. Oh, I love that you have favorite Gandalf moments. I have so many. I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, and so Frodo threatens him to not tell anyone. Um, and then Gandalf says that Sam ought to come with on Frodo's journey. Yeah. And Sam is very excited that he bursts into tears. Yes. And then the chapter ends. It does. That's chapter two. It's beautiful. Wow. What a journey. Yeah. Yeah. So we went through boring history. Yes. To me being very, very scared to, <laughs> okay, Frodo's going on the journey and Sam's coming with. Yes. And that was like, wow, one whole chapter. And it was all just nostalgia for me. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah, this whole thing is just going to be nostalgia to you. Probably. I'll probably say that at the end of every chapter. Yeah. To be honest. (laughs) That'd be a great (laughs) ending. It's like, that was very nostalgic. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, do you have any thoughts or... I feel like I got them all out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I think the only thing we didn't mention is... um, before we recorded the episode, you showed me the, like, the Shire theme. Right. Which, yeah, because you said that you don't consider it spoilers because um, I'm technically in the Shire right now. Exactly. Yeah. It was, wow, it was gorgeous. It is. It, every time I hear that, like, happy little Shire music, I just think about their, like, adorable innocence. Oh. And how they just live in this, like, hilly, like, flowery little place. Yeah. For sure. It's very sheltered. But, like, ideal. Very. I would love to live there. Yes. I mean, I've never seen it, just, you know, described, but... Yeah. yeah, The music was so happy and, like, bouncy. Yeah. But also, like, soft and chill at parts. Mm -hmm. But then it'll, like, pick up. Yeah. It's it's great. Um, And, yeah, you've said to me before that, like, you just love all the, the music. Yes. And I don't think I've heard any of it, so... I'm very excited to show you all the music. Yeah. But yeah, I was debating whether I should show you something further on, but then I thought that would just be really confusing. <laughs> so, so maybe not. We'll hold off for a bit. Hold off. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like this is a good place to end off for our episode. Yeah. Uh, thank you for following along on our little journey for chapter two. Yes, thank you. I was I was worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about, but I think maybe one chapter at a time might be like okay to do. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're getting longer every time, which is probably good. By the end of this, we'll just have like six hour long podcasts. Pretty much. Yeah, we'll just basically read the whole book to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening. Yeah, if you want to follow along, um, we're on any platform that you listen to podcasts. And then also, you can follow us on Instagram at longexpectedpod. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
Bye. <laughs>